Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the show. Of course, it's Mick Dagger here. And the general. That's right, accompanied by the big man himself. I kind of like Sandman, though. We might have to go back to Sandman. For me? Yeah, dude. You know? You make my old Egypt days? Dude, you were playing the little guitar. Somebody plugged you on there. I was like, God, that is a good one. That is that's a good one. one of my one. buddies I spent that year in the desert with. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy cool. We, uh, you know, I keep forgetting we're we're doing our In Your Face quarterly. So yeah, we've got yeah. to do that. And you and I, we've talked. Uh, we're going to do it uh, next Wednesday, uh, the day before St. Patty's Day. And again, that'll be free form. That's not going to be following anything. It's going to be kind of talking about whatever you and I want to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing your pretty face online oh, for I all can't. the ladies. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm single. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I do want to throw out there, I, you know, we're going to get to our beer here in a second, but somebody did announce retirement this week. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to move past that. But somebody did announce they, re- they retired. Yeah, you were, you were like, like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it was like Christmas for Before you. Before Jeff Schultz sends me hate mail or something like that, I'm moving on. <laughs> Cape Fear Beer Fest, thank you to everybody that came out this past weekend. Thank you so much. It was really awesome. I know you were down there. I was really blown away. It was uh, really fun. With how successful the silent auction was and just everybody that came through there and donated on on items and uh, supported us and helped us raise money for uh, charity and for our scholarship program. So, uh, you know, thank you very much. Um, we're truly humbled. We truly appreciate it. Uh, I had a great time. That was awesome. Yeah, I did too. It was kind of weird because usually we're running around with our heads cut off, right? At yeah. our, either Bruber or Jolly Skull. But this time, once we set up, it was kind of like, and then we just kind of talked to people. It was really more sociable and it was really different <laughs> than what we're normally. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end, trying to get everybody their stuff and process credit cards got a little crazy. But yeah, what can you do? Anyways, the beer, dude, because I know we've always talked about, like, we want to get to the beer more sooner. And, you know, our listeners are saying, get to the damn beer. This is a great freaking beer we, we're featuring today. Yes, we did. Mm. We And so we featured these guys uh, back in uh, episode 174 with Name Game. And this is Against the Game. Gra- against the Game. Against the Game. Against the Grain Brewery. Now, the interesting thing is we had their lighter beer, and they're out of Louisville, Kentucky. But we, as we talked about, they do brew... In Westminster, Maryland. So this, so I went down and hunted a beer that comes out of Westminster, Maryland, for them. And uh, again, we featured them about a month ago. So this is their 35K stout, and it's a milk stout. Uh, the bottle says it's seven percent. Uh, the website says it's seven point seven ABV. But again, the key difference here is this is not made at their brewery. This is made at their, I guess, if you want to call it contract brewing, their agreement with this other um, brewery, the Pub Dog Brewery, located in Westminster. Westminster. What? I'm sorry. Westminster. No, that's. Uh, I grew up near a town named Westminster, and Westminster. People that are from there call it Minister. Got it. Got You're it. good. You're fine, buddy. So this uh, this bad mama jamma. It's pouring a jet black. There's some hints of garnet along the edges if you hold it up to the light. Uh, it's got a nice beige head on it. There, you know, it's definitely got the lace. Um, when I first drank it, especially with your mustache there, it's like, oh, hello, lace mustache. <laughs> it wants to hang out a little bit longer, you know, on your flavor saver. I there. have a blonde upper lip. <laughs> uh, get the aroma of uh, sweet malt, chocolate. There's um, there's also some notes of uh, roast, uh, almonds, a little bit of dark fruits, not a ton. And then I definitely get the lactose. Uh, the best way I can almost describe is like almond milk. I don't know if you've had almond milk. Yeah. But that's kind of like the aroma yeah. that I'm getting that's, initially. That's pretty much all I drink for milk. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the flavor is similar to the aroma with the addition of coffee being picked up along with the bitterness uh, more dominated um, by chocolate and roast. And then the mouthfeel and the body, I would say, is a medium to high. 
uh, you know, you, you definitely get that lactose in there that gives it that that the the, the body and the mouth feel that we're talking about. I'm not going to say chewy because <laughs> I feel like I use that too much, but carbonation I would say is um, uh, probably more towards medium because uh, we initially poured it, it seemed like it had uh, you know a lot of carbonation pent up, so maybe it was just uh, bottled uh, over carbonated a little bit. But as it's been in a glass, I would say it's more low to medium. It's got a clean and a creamy um, with a little bit of roasty finish. Would you say? I mean, it it I I, I think it's really pretty oh, it's darn delicious. good beer. I mean, it's overall, delicious. I think it's very easy drinking. Even though most people think dark beers are heavy beers or whatever, and that's not the case with this. And I could actually put away a couple pints of this with no problem. And you know, hint hint, St. Patty's Day being next week, great stout to have. I would drink this. And you made an interesting comment uh, before we kicked off our show that. I think this is the first stout I haven't had that's barrel aged in like forever. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, we've <laughs> and, been on this barrel aged stout kick, and and then taking a sip of this is like, oh wow. Yeah, it's really. I mean, because it's like you're calibrated. It's, it's no different than the Lupulin shift that we talk about. Yeah. You know, like double IPAs and imperial IPAs, and you, I mean, when you get to a regular IPA, you almost forget. Like, hey, and so it's kind of refreshing to be able to have a stout where yeah, it's not barrel aged or bourbon bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, because that's what we it have just been seems on like doing. It's always doing that. So these, that, this is really good. Yeah, no, I. And again, the thing that we loved about these guys is their um, how they're comedic with everything they do. Yeah, and yeah, the artwork their artwork's and, awesome. And uh, on the on the beer uh, they wrote and on their website it says, "With this beer, we're putting in a swimming pool. And if there's enough left over, we're gonna fly you all down here to help us dedicate it." <laughs> so it's not your typical jelly of the month club beer. Dark roast and malt and bitter, sweet cocoa and coffee flavor and aroma burst from this pitch black milk stout. So it's um I was it, wondering where they got the name thirty five K and it says here and it's this stout is worth the thirty five thousand. Thirty five K. Roughly that's the cost of putting in a pool. I guess. <laughs> so there you go. And then on the artwork on the guy's arm, do you see it, it says regrettable tattoo? Tattooed on his yeah, 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 yeah. stats and stuff like that. Regretful tattoo. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what a bunch of clowns. Again, I love these guys. And a their bearded name. baby licking a skull sucker. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love the, Again, I love their beer names. I mean, we again, we talked about in episode 174 with Name Game, you know, the, the shark pants, another tribute to AKA shit jeans and, you know, smell the rug, uh, banana bees and uh, milk the otter. It's just, I, I love it. I, you know, and again, these, um, this brewery is founded by brewer Sam Cruz. Jerry Nagy, Adam Watson, and restaurant near uh, Andrew Ott. So uh, they've been around since 2011. They're based out of Louisville, uh, Kentucky, but this is their contract brew with um, Pub Dog Brewery located in Westminster. Did I say it right? Yeah. Westminster. Westminster. Man, I want to get a bottle of this. (laughs) Oh, I got it. I'd love to have that in my fridge as a go to. The thing that was weird is um, on their website it says it's available in 22-ounce bottles only, but then I heard people got it in 16-ounce pine cans. So I don't know if maybe their website's just not updated because the same thing with the ABV. You know, when you don't see that, right. I know like these smaller brewers, you know, they're not like a, a mega brewery where they got dedicated, you know, web team and everything else to keep everything updated <laughs> all the time. So sometimes things get, you know, um, and we do the same thing with us. Sometimes we don't always have our stuff up to date or whatever on right. our store and. Uh, you know, whether it's you beat me down for months on end, get the damn socks up or, you know. <laughs> but, uh, no, I definitely think you guys should check them out. I, I luckily I got a buddy from, uh, my, you know, that I stay in touch with, who is one of the judges for our uh, scholarship program and everything like that. And he lives just, just North of Louisville. So I'm definitely going to check these guys out. I, I oh, definitely yeah. want to check it out. So this summer I plan on going out there and, and visiting it. Cause, uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, I get a lot of kick, I get a kick out of, uh, They've got a great sense of humor. Yeah, they just do. I mean, it's like putting fun back in beer. Because lately, it just seems like, I, I don't know, like 
we're just getting too damn serious. I, I think with everybody buying everybody, you know, like just consolidation and like, I don't know. It makes it feel more brotherly again, like uh-huh. kind of bringing it back full circle. And so, um, yeah, you know, they just kind of throw camar- in the wind. And there's a camaraderie in it. That's that's what's awesome. But that's, that's the nature of beer, man. It pulls people together. Well, I think it's uh, not that uh, by all means are we salty uh, in, in the beer world. I mean, Beer Army's not that old. With that said, we've been in it long enough to kind of see some things kind of come full circle already. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it, it just ebbs and flows like life. And, um, you know, what was popular once is now out of favor and what wasn't popular is coming back in. And it's like styles. It's like clothing almost, you know, like bell bottoms are back in, you know, plaids back in. I don't know. That's yeah. the other thing. Like it's, it's almost it's like palette fashion. <laughs> well, like, you know, like we're down at Cape Fear and <laughs> it's like that phrase. the two things I've noticed a lot is I wasn't yelling yoga pants for one. OK, but yeah, that was but, nice. But the other two, there were things, a lot of yoga pants. There was it though. I didn't see. I saw ripped up jeans like the John Bon Jovi style. Like there, was bringing, of, there was a lot of Han Solo outfits going on and, with the ladies and, yeah. and freaking plaid, like lumberjack wear. And chicks were wearing it too. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. Like I was like, wow. Guess I'm, I guess we're bringing well, it back. Think about it. It's the twenty. It's the twenty year thing. It's it's like the the early mid nineties. Right. It made me think of like grunge. Like yeah. I started thinking to see it. Like I was like, wow. Yeah. We're coming all the way back around here. I can just <laughs> raid my wardrobe from over twenty years ago. <laughs> I don't need to buy new clothes. Speaking of uh, wild and wacky brewers, you know Brew Dog. I mean, they have their show uh, yeah, yeah. online for a while there, and um, these guys are nuts. They are. They're they're great. Uh, you want to talk about somebody that makes fun of beer, and they you know they uh, they take it head on, and you know, well, they're self deprecating, which is lets them makes the power of what they do even better. Yeah. So recently, this just happened. Uh, obviously, well, we would have had to be in England to take advantage of this, but. They they so they have a an IPA uh, with grapefruits and stuff like that, and so on Friday on last Friday on four March they had a deal running from six p.m. Uh, on Friday where one grapefruit per customer was being accepted <laughs> in exchange um, to replace the one touch payment system um, so that they can get a beer. It was like a one for their Elvis Juice Citrus IPA. Mm. And so they they capped it. You can only do it one time. And then the cool thing is they're taking all the grapefruits and they're shipping them up to the brewery and they're going to use them in the next batch of beer. So it's like a barter system. Yeah, exactly. Totally right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was so cool. I was like, like a, it's like a canned food drive for beer. <laughs> yeah. It's like bring a grapefruit, get a beer. No, I thought I thought it was cool, man. I, I just thought like I, that's again bringing the fun back into it and just having um, just having fun. I, I just thought it was funny, man. I was just like. Oh, here's my grapefruit. Because I would be the asshole that's trying to bring in a whole sack full of grapefruit. To tell you right now. <laughs> what do you mean it's only one per customer, man? What do you mean it's only on four March? This is bullshit. You know, it's like, oh, no. That's badass. Yeah. So, oh, you got to love those guys. Are they still doing their show? Uh, you know, I don't know if they are. They aren't. I don't think so because i used to i used to watch it and then well you know dvr and all that right i still have a couple of episodes but i don't see any new ones lately so i don't know maybe it didn't get renewed or or what it's kind of different same thing with sam calgione when he had his show it went for about six episodes and then they pulled it or whatever so i, I don't know but i think it's it was a good show I enjoyed it, you know. So it's a, it's a crazy thing, man. It's just there's so many options out there. It's hard to get the viewership that oh. justifies companies, production companies, to continue doing a show, even though there is an audience that would definitely be watching it consistently. It's just well, I think it comes down to production costs, and those guys are traveling all over the country. Well, so they it, were, yeah. each episode they partner with another brewery 
Um, but the cool thing is they were doing some history and then they were, and then they always had uh, a segment in there where they go out into the public to convert craft beer virgins, like people who don't drink beer to try to drink there some should beer. Be, so. There should be a beer-related channel solely dedicated to beer with def- <laughs> different specialty programming. Like because it. when you put like a beer-related show on just a travel channel or a history channel or something like that, it has to compete. Yeah, with everything else. With everything else in the ratings, and you're kind of marginalizing. It's already a marginalized audience, yeah. in a fragmented audience, kind of. But yeah, they should do. There should be a craft beer or just a beer related channel because yeah. there's so much going on in this industry. No, there globally. is globally. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. globally, it's crazy. Yeah, you hit yeah. it right on the head, man. So. Yeah. Man, we've got a you've got an awesome heroes never die coming up. I do. You got your favorite state, man. I got your favorite state being featured. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got a wind of this story that you're about to share, and I was like, oh, I know this one. It's a good one. <laughs> Definitely stick around. It's the foundation of beer army engaged. Our heroes never die. Uh, saluting the good that people have done, and of course later on we have our yikum to sue stuff you just can't make up. So just definitely keep it locked. We'll be back here on Beer Army Engaged. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at beerarmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to beerarmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. And June will be here before you know it, Dustin. I know. It's, it's with the weather warming up, and we're getting ready to kick off uh, daylight savings time. We jump back. We jump forward. I mean, not jump back. Jump forward an hour. So you lose an hour of sleep. <laughs> yeah, this is Sunday. Yeah. Holy so, crap. Is it just me, or does it get earlier and earlier know. daylight savings time? I, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know, dude. This year is just going by already. I don't mind. So. It means there's more daylight left. Yeah, to do actually do things, like yeah. uh, check out the cake at the bottom of this bottle. <laughs> yeah, there's a big there's old, a beer cake. Big old puck. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I'm loving this 35k. No, I saw your mm. check six sticker over here too in the studio, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about those guys. We checked them out at uh, K Fear this weekend, and um, they had good beer too. And vets, you know, stuff like that. Pilots doing, you know, uh, their brewery thing, and I think it's awesome. So a lot of there was uh, another one out there, like the Poorhouse. Those guys are vets too. The I tell you, the other thing that blew me away is how many breweries from Wilmington, like. I always remember Front Street, and then I know Ironclad, and then all of a sudden there's like uh, Waterline, and there was Wilmington Brewing. Like I was like, "Holy smokes!" And it's Good been, Hops, right? Yeah, it's been a while since I've been down to Wilmington. I'm trying to remember the last time I've been down to Wilmington. It's it's probably been five six months. Jeez, maybe even earlier than that. Now yeah, it was, think it was about a nice it. turnout. Yeah, I was just was like, awesome. I was like, that's really cool that they got a really thriving. Uh, Barista. And of course, when we left going downtown, you know, the guy trying to put his head up his girlfriend's <laughs> skirt or whatever. It's always interesting to see drunk people leave a uh, beer festival out on the streets. Yeah, that yeah. was a total public display of cunnilingus trying to, well, public display of trying to do it, but it, fortunately it didn't. And, uh, <laughs> or unfortunately, depending we on should your hit, perversion. We, sh- we should hit Cape Fear Beer Girls or Roller Girls because they had everyone going across the street, the roller derby. They're, they're, that would have yeah. been a good time. That's, that have you been seen that before? That's awesome. I did. Mary took me to my, there for my birthday a couple of years back. I, I laughed my ass off because we, we watched that movie Whip It or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I remember as a kid seeing this stuff on TV, you know? <laughs> it's so theatrical. It's like uh, uh, rustling. You know what I mean? Rustling. Well, no, I mean, it's like that. It's very, I think it's very dramatic and they're acting out. Wrestling and, or wrestling? Wrestling. When I hear wrestle, I'm thinking like wrestling cattle, man. <laughs> no, it's a Colorado boy about, in me coming out. Oh my gosh! No, I was not. You got talking a cattle about wrestler. No, I wasn't talking about cattle. <laughs> 
But no, you're right. Uh, June will be here before you know it, and that means tickets are going on sale for the seventh annual Brewburn Beer Fest. They go on sale this Saturday, March 12th. So can't believe um, another year's almost passed. Man. I can't believe it's the seventh year, and and it's still just. It's like, wow, where's the time go by? <laughs> it's awesome. So, and then we're going to be doing some kind of a music event. Originally, we said maybe like Music Burn or something like that, but we haven't really decided on the name. But there's going to be some music event afterwards um, featuring uh, live music. And, and yeah. uh, we'll be, you know, it'll be uh, like an open bar. So there'll be, or not open bar, uh, there'll be liquor and wine and, you know, stuff for purchase yeah. or whatever. So for purchase. And uh, so yeah, it's going to have a kind of a cool event. Um, in our hometown, you know, basically, you know, do something cool. We don't know if we'll bring in a national act, a local act. We're trying to figure it all out right now, but. Well, that's awesome, man, because uh, Brewburn is, it always goes down every year, Newburn Riverfront Convention Center, right there downtown, and uh, absolutely awesome. That's the flagship festival for Beer Army, too. That's what started everything, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, that was our first coming out part publicly, you know, yeah. where we had a website, and then our first public fundraiser was Brewburn. So, wow. And the date again is the 23rd, right? The 25th. 25th. Last yeah. year's. Yeah. So it's always the last Saturday. Yeah. Um, that's the way I, I can never remember it myself. That's the reason why I always just remember it's the last Saturday in, uh, in June. I mean, that's, that's the only way. Cause, cause I don't get, cause like leap year, cause this year was leap year. And I think that threw off everything by a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Well, awesome. Don't forget, get your tickets, hit up beerarmy.org. You can get them right there. And I uh, highly recommend doing the VIP. Cause that, uh, Yep. you that early access. And that, and we're going to be doing the glass that was really popular from mm-hmm. Jolly Skull. So you'll get a uh, nice keepsake, a nice pint glass with the Burburn logo and, uh, and of course, the Beer Army logo. So uh, people were, you know, I swear, that I thought they were going to knock each other out to get their hands on the glasses. We're, we're so. sipping this 35K from against the grain uh, right out of these awesome glasses from Jolly Skull. Yeah. So can't yeah. wait to have a Burburn one. Exactly. So well, right now, we're diving into the meat and potatoes of Beer Army Engage, the awesomeness that is Heroes Never Die, because in this world, when uh, you could be in going about your daily business and you never know when shit's going to hit the fan. And when that happens, you never know who's going to step in the gap. Victory! Seems like in the, on the political world, this state seems to be always front and center since we have a... Uh, candidate who's running for presidency and he keeps espousing that on March 15th if he wins the state then you know he'll be he'll be knocking people out but instead there's a somebody else decided to knock somebody out and uh, what I'm talking about is when this knucklehead Anthony Nemeth he went into a Walgreens pharmacy on Valentine's Day and uh, he was going to do a stick up for some uh, oxycodone pills more specifically he was very specific what type of pills he wanted really yeah just give this a listen though I I think uh, it says it all this is how Anthony Nemeth entered the Manatee County Jail. He got beat up, um, and granted, he was fighting back. This surveillance video from Walgreens shows just how it happened. On Valentine's Day, he dressed in a hoodie, covered his face, and walked into the Walgreens on Cortez Road and 59th Street. Jumped up onto the counter demanding all their oxycodone 30 milligram. People standing around him couldn't believe it. And the clerk's like, are you kidding me? Is this for real? And he goes, yes, it's no joke. I have a gun puts his hand into his waistband. But then this guy, David West, who you see off to the left, takes note and then decides to take action. The rest is caught on camera. He begins fighting with Nemeth. Nemeth bumps into a display, then his shirt is ripped off. He stumbles, but a few more punches from the Good Samaritan takes him down to the ground and knocks him out 
cold. Normally I would say don't get involved, especially when there's a weapon involved that they can see, but apparently the citizen did not see a weapon, didn't feel he had a weapon. After Bradenton officers came and picked up Nemeth here from this Walgreens, they had to make a quick stop at the hospital to make sure he was okay. Now, he was taken to the hospital for his injuries, which were minor, a lot of scrapes, but he did not want to talk with us. Then it was off to jail to pose for this mugshot. Police are thankful Nemeth is the only one who got hurt. Best part is the citizen actually got involved and helped out in the crime in progress without endangering himself or others. <laughs> <laughs> it is badass, isn't it? That's the way it should be. Your ride to jail should include a stop at the hospital first, you know, for being <laughs> stupid. You know, he wants, I mean, can you imagine you're sticking up and you're like, I want all your oxycodone 30 milligram pills. What? Like specifically like, okay, I only got shots here. Do you want the shots? No, I want 30 minutes. Like, and on Valentine's Day, I guess he was looking to make some love, you know? To himself, uh, I guess. Something. I don't know, man. So, so. You don't get plenty of love in jail. Yeah, no shit, right? So David West, he was the boyfriend of the, of the pharmacist who was being stood up or stood up, being held, held up. Held up. Yeah. And he was down on the end. And he was talking to her. And, I mean, he see him look, and then like he, I mean, he kind of sizes up, but he doesn't take a whole lot of time, and he just walks over there, man. Well, he walked over there kind of nonchalantly, yeah, and just it's wanted kinda... the whoop in his ass. Yeah. And you know, for those that don't uh, understand, he's a professional boxer and a two-time winner of the Florida State Pal Boxing Championship. So, I mean, <laughs> well, he did a number, and on he's that, throwing dude. some haymakers. I mean, he grabbed it, and he's just like uppercut, uppercut. <laughs> well, the like... cool thing was, and the smart thing was, is. When he got the guy pushed, he pushed him against that that end cap. Yeah, guy lost his balance, and then he grabbed his hoodie and pulled, pulled it, it over. Yeah, like a like a hockey move, man. Yeah, pulled it over his head. <laughs> yeah, that's smart, man. What's his name again? His name is David West. So David West is our uh, our hero of the of the week. So uh, we appreciate him uh, not standing by idly. He did say he said he goes he goes because he tried to make light of it. He's like, I was protecting the one I love. He says, I have to say, she's really the reason I reacted so quickly. It was just instinct to protect her mm-hmm. more than anything. He, just, he wasn't looking to be like, you know, Mr. Badass or anything. He's just like, you know, because she was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, you know. And so that's when, you know, he stepped away from the counter and just like, shit, man up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got to take care of some business, man. And, and the thing I love about it is the cop praising his action. I mean, he kind of said, you know, they had to they had to put in the was, the boilerplate. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't take. But you know he assessed the situation, felt he didn't have it, and you know we appreciate it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised he didn't want to talk to police yeah, afterwards. It was a very you know? covert way to say, "Yay, good on you, buddy." Exactly. You know. So that's just well, awesome. shoot anymore this day and age. Stepping up and doing the right thing will get you in trouble. Usually, yeah, sued or some other bullshit. You know, surprised yeah. Walgreens doesn't fire her because. What was your boyfriend doing there? You know, or some other crazy crap. You know, it's like he's not allowed on premises anymore. He violates our protocol when it comes to robbery. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was a really good uh, story. And uh, once again, hey, Florida stepping up, man. See, they're not all knucklehead. Well, the knucklehead decided to jump on the counter. He's a knucklehead, but David West was. Not so. everybody in Florida is, is an idiot. Not everybody, but there are a lot of idiots in Florida. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Are you are you are you making a political? Uh, no, I've uh, lived there. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but speaking of just like the craziness of things, like just doing the right thing anymore in this politically correct day and age, we get you in trouble. I got something for you. Come to Sue coming up. Oh, do you? Awesome! Oh, Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to hear. Oh it. my God! Wait to hear. I this. got an update for you too. Update on a previous story too. So. Oh, cool. We got a lot of other stuff to do. I never thought that Scooby Doo would be referenced 
and the uh, stupidity of, of others, but <laughs> we're in a Yikum to Sue segment, but it is. So. Awesome. We've got that and a lot more coming your way. Don't forget, BeerArmy.org has all the show notes, everything that we talked about. If you want to see this this video for Heroes Never Die, definitely hit it up there. If you're on iTunes, double-click the Beer Army Engage logo. That will pull up all the show notes, all the links you can access right there. It's a great resource for you. And rate and review if you are on iTunes, however you're taking us in. Stitcher, Podbean, all the avenues. Definitely uh, help us spread the word of Beer Army Engaged and Beer Army Radio. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. Don't give me that look. Mountain Boy with this Surfer Beats. from Egypt. I'm going to wear it till it falls off. <laughs> I'm going to judge my I'm gonna, fashion. I'm going to wear it till it runs it down. Judge my fashion? I'm not doing your fashion. World Traveler. Back your ass up. Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer, an informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at beerarmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. Man, we're uh, almost halfway through March. I know, and that means that uh, the, the, the window... To get your scholarship application is quickly closing. Yeah, that's right. It's scholarship season for the Beer Army Foundation. Really, uh, that's our, our main goal is is helping people continue their education. That's right. We did 13 scholarships last year. This year, we're looking to do 15 to 17. And I do want to give a shout out to Sienna from uh, Beaverton, Beavertown, Oregon. She was our first applicant from the state of Oregon. And yeah. again, you have to the end of March. So if you're a college degree seeking student, you can go find out more information about our scholarship program by going to beerarmy.org slash scholarship so check it out get your application in it costs you nothing please apply because we're giving them away so it could be you but if you don't apply it won't be you <laughs> right right so, You're not it definitely op- won't be you there won't be an opportunity to be turned down if That's you don't right. yeah. and then of course we want to encourage everybody to continue pledging we appreciate all those that are pledging and pledging their support if you don't know what we're talking about again go to beerarmy.org slash pledge and there uh, it's kind of like a monthly reoccurring donation and you get some great swag and, uh, because of it. So, What I love about the scholarships is that all these submissions are sent out to a non-biased party yeah. unaffiliated with, with Beer Army. And they gauge based off of, of – well, what what's the criteria? What are they basing it off of? Well, I mean, they, they basically read – you know, they take their – basically, we have five essay questions. You pick one. And within a thousand words or less, you answer it. Mm-hmm. And then we remove your name. We remove anything that would identify you. And it's just your submission, just your essay. And it gets compiled. It gets sent to these this it's three guys that make up the the trio. Uh, they're supporters of Beer Army, but they're not act. They're not like they don't work for Beer Army or anything like that. Right. They they have their own. They're very successful uh, guys that have served time in the military, retired or got out of the military, and you know working regular careers. And very respectable places. We're talking mm-hmm. about like Homeland Security. We're talking about Amazon. I mean, we're talking, you know, big things. And then they individually judge them and rack and stack them like a promotion board in the military. Right. And you're being based solely on the merit of your writing. And then what we do is they each one of them do that. And then we aggregate the results. So it's a weighted average. And then we just go down the list. We're like, hey, how much money do we have this year? We got enough to do 15 scholarships. So then you take the top 15. You contact them. You know, they have to submit some additional stuff. And then... You know, we send the money on out <laughs> to Heck the school, yeah. and you know, it's waiting for them. So, what an awesome opportunity for people! So, if you're if you're trying to get a degree, definitely do it. Yeah, get them absolutely. in. Get them in there. You have till the end of the month. We always love updates, right? We mm-hmm. had an update uh, not too long ago. Actually, ironically, we had an update on this story exactly four weeks or five weeks ago, about a month ago, 
which was the same time that we featured against the Grain Brewery's first beer showing up. <laughs> well, so that's I thought, serendipitous. I was, like, I was like, how uncanny is that? So you so, got a Yikum to Sue update here. Right? Yeah, Yikum to Sue. So you remember Melissa Click? She was episode 165 and Get Bent. This is back in December. The incident happened in November. And then we gave her an update on episode 174 where she cut a deal with city prosecutors during name game. This is the idiot professor who's right. like, hey, I need some muscle over yeah, here or yeah. whatever. Well, remember, she, even though she cut a deal with the prosecutor and she had probation, the school then instigated it or initiated an investigation. Remember, and we were like, "Why the hell are they waiting so damn long?" You know, but right. it was probably some protocol or whatever. Well, I'm happy to report by uh, Mary uh, Grabber from the uh, Federalist.com. Title: Melissa Click. One bad professor fired thousands more to go. <laughs> so she was uh, mm-hmm. acting as a de facto communications director for that radical group, Concerned Student 1950. Trying um, to shut down First Amendment rights. Right, right, right. all this systemic racism, what they were claiming, all this other bullshit. And, uh, and when student journalist uh, Tim Ty on assignment for ESPN, he was the one that was trying to get in using First Amendment, you know, saying, hey, this is a First Amendment right. I'm trying to cover the story. And luckily, Mark uh, Scheibacher, who's another stu- student filming the confrontation where he captured her saying, you know, I need some muscle over here and all this other stuff. So, yeah, school, they, they sever ties. I'm glad I, I, this, this nice. liberal radical shit that you see on some of these college campuses with some of these professors, man. I don't think it belongs. I don't think it belongs. No. Know? Well, so. it's not doing anything to to expand the avenue of discourse. Yeah. And with, with kids learning what it's like to, to be in society and accept differences. Yeah. Tolerance is not a one-way street. It's no, a exactly. two-way street. Exactly. You can want tolerance, but you have to be tolerant yourself. Well said. So, Wow. Thanks for the update, amigo. Yeah. So without further ado, that's one hell of a way to dive into our Yikum to Sue, because in this screwed up crazy world, there's just some shit you can't make up. Got a question for you. Were you a fan of Scooby-Doo growing up? Absolutely. I love Scooby-Doo, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. I used to run shows. off the damn school bus to catch it at 3.30 <laughs> or whatever. My 30 minutes of Scooby-Doo, follow up by my 30 minutes of yep. He-Man. You know, yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, get this. Police in California said they're searching for a woman who led officers on a high-speed chase while driving a very specific van. Listen to this. A California woman is on the run after leading police on a chase in a familiar-looking van. Police say Sharon Thurman led them on a chase in this van, painted to look like the mystery machine from (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Officers were looking for her on suspicion of violating her probation when she took off, fleeing at speeds of over 100 miles per hour. Police briefly lost sight of the van, but spotted it abandoned a short time later. Thurman's whereabouts remain unknown. How do you lose the mystery machine, dude? Of all the vehicles, how could you possibly lose that? They didn't lose it. They found it. They just didn't find her. No, I know, but they said they briefly lost it. Yeah, you know, it's the most and, it's, and it's 100 miles per hour? Whoa. Yeah. The mystery is what's packed in that freaking thing, man. There's the craziest thing is this was a 1994 Chrysler minivan painted teal and green with a design <laughs> of the mystery machine on it. Awesome. So a Chrysler minivan was going on a 100 plus Excess mile an hour chase. Wow. <laughs> hey, Shaggy. Hey, Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, want oh some Scooby God. Snacks? <laughs> oh, this just, uh, that's awesome. Get more on this story. Hit up the show notes. Definitely want to dive into this one. That's awesome. Big thanks to WPXI for that audio. That is awesome. Uh, you know, you talk about the insanity that the world is. I saw this headline, and I just couldn't believe it, so I had to, like, read up on it. A Texas father arrested after taking away daughter's cell phone. I was like, what? I'm like, this has got to be satire. 
Nope, give this a listen, because you can't make this shit up. A knock on the door at 2 in the morning, and Ronald Jackson finds himself in handcuffs heading to jail. The reason? This cell phone. I couldn't believe that they could go to this extent for a cell phone. It didn't seem right. Jackson says in 2013, when his daughter was 12, he discovered a text on her phone he found rude regarding another woman. So he took it away. I was being a parent. You know, a child does something wrong, you teach them what's right. You tell them what they did wrong, and you give them a punishment to show that you shouldn't be doing that. But when Jackson's ex found out, whose spouse is a Grand Prairie police officer, the cops were called to get it back. Jackson refused. I didn't want the police department telling me how to parent my child. It made no sense to me for them to show up and make a big deal out of something that was such a small thing. Jackson was given a citation and plenty of opportunity to hand over the phone, according to police. A year and a half later, though, a warrant was issued and Jackson was charged with misdemeanor theft. Why would you need to go arrest somebody for something like that? Wow, dude. So, you know, this sounds like... Uh, Parents using a child, and, and you know, because they hate each other, which I it always pisses me off. You know, because divorces can be nasty, but mm-hmm. you, I I don't think you should ever bring the kids into that environment per se. And I see nothing wrong with what he did. I'm sure what probably would happen is that maybe his ex is the one that bought the phone or something like that. But if he's the one that has custody or whatever, ultimately, you know, it's a privilege. I look at those things as being privilege. Yeah. And we're talking about a 12 year old. First of all, my son's 12. He doesn't have a freaking cell phone, and I don't plan on getting him one anytime soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing this day and age. you got to think about that. It's like with – Especially uh, with Twitter and all this social – you know, like they make bad decisions. You know, I hear these horror stories where kids are taking, you know, selfies of that, you know, mm. probably something that they're going to regret yeah. because they're, uh, you know, either scathily cladded or they're nude. And, you know, once that stuff hits the internet, man, it just – I don't know, man. I, I just think, you know, a brief mistake, you know, or a lapse in judgment – can haunt you for the rest of your life, you know, and yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. And I think as a parent, you have a responsibility to protect your children from making bad choices or like he said, parenting them to make, to reinforce good habits or good choices. And, you know, it took him a year and a half though, to issue out a warrant. I, I just, you know, anyway, so this was, uh, again, this is Ronald Johnson. Um, you know, I, I feel he was arrested and had to post bond. Yeah. Yeah, no, he had to post a freaking a $1,500 bond. I mean, don't get me wrong, $1,500 is not a ton of money, but, you know, he had to go to court, and eventually the judge found him not guilty. And the cool thing was allowed to keep his daughter's confiscated cell phone, you know. Uh, so, the, you know, the, the the police, the Grand Prairie police say, we gave him multiple opportunities to turn over the property that didn't belong to him. It's like, this is my child. Go fuck yourself, you know, and I agree with them. Yeah. You, you know, and like he said, don't you, don't you police officers – have something better to do. Isn't there more serious or heinous crimes that you should be pursuing, you know? But Well, that's just just freaking nuts, man. It is, isn't it? But the thing is, is what is his daughter being shown in all this? I don't know. Yeah, the the kids are impressionable. That 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 life's a circus, you know? (laughs) Or that... Yeah. I mean, what really, what what is she, what's her view of authority going to be? Only what she wants it to be? Based off of uh, what her mother has done to her father, I don't know, dude. I don't. It's just messed up. That's just that's totally disturbing. But again, I thought it was satire at first, <laughs> but it's not. Oh my god, that's just sad. I mean, it's crazy that it comes to that. <laughs> Good lord, oh man, I got time for one more here. Yeah, you I think we got, we got time for a couple. I think. All right, well, let's do it. I got a quick one here. Uh, 
Do you have family members? Did you ever go in on like the lottery or just buy tickets or just be, have that be part of a family thing? Dude, I play the lottery, man. Every week. I don't. Mega I, millions. I, I say I should, but I don't. But uh, get a lot of this. Two Pennsylvania brothers each bought winning Powerball tickets while on vacation in Florida, of all places. But the interesting thing is, is um, they both won, but they didn't win the same amount. <laughs> they both won? They both won. It didn't take long for Florida's latest Powerball winner to claim his prize. A Pennsylvania judge won $291 million from Wednesday's drawing. James Stockless bought the ticket in the Florida Keys during a fishing trip with friends and family. He said today he didn't realize he won until yesterday when he checked his numbers at a diner. Stockless says he will share the winnings with two friends who were with him when he bought the ticket. Now, not to be outdone, Stockless' brother also won money in the drawing. Seven dollars. The Florida Lottery <laughs> printed out a big check for him to share alongside his brother. Oh my God! They printed a seven dollar check. They printed a two hundred ninety-one million dollar check, or a hundred, yeah, two hundred ninety-one million dollar check for one brother, and then they printed a seven dollar huge check for the other one. That's fucked. But up. his brother that won two hundred ninety-one million is going to share it, but not with his brother. He's wow. sharing it with two friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's brotherly love. I don't know. Man. Sorry, but if there's any rivalry there, wow. it's like, man, you always get the you know, you yeah. always get the short end of the yeah. stick. No, definitely. But the, oh, good uh, Lord. That, that is just crazy, man. I I play the lottery. I think I've won I think I've spent maybe a couple hundred bucks and I think I've won like a total of like nine. <laughs> Nine dollars or something like that. I get like the Powerball number once in a while. That's a buck, you know. Or actually, the Mega Ball or whatever the hell they call it, Mega Millions. I don't play Powerball because it costs more. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you got one hell of a way to wrap it up real quick here, don't you? Yeah, I know we're in election cycle. It seems like there's never enough. I don't know if you watched the uh, GOP last debate, dude. I mean, it was nothing short of Jerry Springerish. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, oh, man. God. But. Um, I always find it interesting how liberals, especially it seems like actors, say they're going to leave the country if a conservative or a certain Republican candidate gets elected president or whatever. So I don't think that's America. I don't want it to be America. Maybe it's time for me to move. If Donald Trump is the uh, nominee, I'm open to support anyone while I'm also reserving my uh my uh, ticket to get out of here if he wins. If any Republican gets nominated, I'm going to move to Canada with my entire family. I guess she's leaving because there will be a Republican that does get a nomination. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that she really understands the system. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so given the fact that all these celebrities are saying if Donald Trump winds up getting elected, they're going to leave. Well, there is a Nova Scotia town. It's actually an island, Cape Brenton, it is lovely. Look at this. They have offered to take the celebrities. Hey, celebrities who don't like Donald Trump, come nice. here to this island in Canada. This is not a joke, they say. So this island will be populated if they take their up and their offer by uh, Rosie O'Donnell, by Al Sharpton, by Jon Stewart, by Whoopi Goldberg. It's going to be hard to get the view of fully cast. Raven Simone, Samuel L. Jackson. And a woman with one name. That's Cher. Right. Can we see a picture of that island again? Okay. So, wow. So there's an online campaign called Cape Breton if Donald Trump wins, and it's offering Trump haters a new home. <laughs> I was just like, the funny thing I thought was Trump's sons, Eric and Donald Jr., they responded to the remarks, and they said, hey, I'll buy them their airfare. <laughs> Those are endorsements for Trump. <laughs> I just have one thing to ask Cher. Yeah. 
And I, I better do it through song. Okay. Do you believe in love after Trump? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well done. Well done, my friend. John, really? Raven uh, Simone's an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry. If a Republican nominated. gets nominated, she's... if. Hence She's the Republican convention, you know, like somebody's gonna get nominated. Uh, I don't know, dude. You know, they can have her. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is wow. All it right. seems like it always happens though. It happened Whatever. with Bush. You know, I remember. I remember specifically Whoopi Goldberg saying, "I'm moving." If you know, uh, I also remember uh, Alec Baldwin saying the same thing. I'm going to France when uh, it's like whatever, man, go. <laughs> well, they're moving to Canada so they can still rake in the Hollywood cash. Oh, is that what it is? Like, well, there's a lot of Canadians that work in Hollywood, but they yeah. were born in Canada, right? Like, right. you know, like Ryan Reynolds, right, right, and yeah. uh, there's a, few, a bunch of others. Man, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering names, right. but I mean, David Spade, I think, is Canadian. Is he really? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Well, but you know, uh, and Tom Green, they oh, all have really? American citizenship. Yeah. They've been here, yeah, you know, long enough. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Well, we still want your, you know, Hollywood dollars and U.S. dollars, but <laughs> whatever. Wow, that's just let them go, man. That's what let them go, let them go. Well, that's two songs back to back, and like I'm feeling 60 musical, seconds. dude. I see that. You hear free. the music underneath? It's time to wrap this baby up. Do it. That's it. We'll be back next week with another episode of Beer Army Engaged. And don't forget this awesome beer we've been uh, enjoying throughout the, the podcast today. 35K. Yeah, this is Against the Grain Brewery. This is out of, uh, this was brewed actually out of Westminster, Maryland. There's two locations. Yeah, Louisville being the other one, their main one. Louisville, Kentucky, and then Westminster, Maryland. This is the awesome stout. Very delicious. 35K. Try it if you can get your hands on it. You won't be disappointed. And catch us next week. Rounds out. Beer Army Radio.